Amen. All right. Speaking of interns, all right. Uh, as you guys know, the last couple of weeks, we've been uh, seeing how the interns been getting some new jobs, trying to do an upgrade. You know, we saw Bobby apparently got a, a, a job with the Air Force as a pilot. Remember that? And then last week, you were here, Mario's apparently now working for the government. Okay. But Joey, Joey, if you recall, you know, he applied with Bobby to the Air Force, but he didn't get the job because they didn't need wood choppers. Remember that? Okay, so he's still out in need for a job. Well, he was talking to Robert, another one of our interns. How you doing, Robert? Okay, and apparently Robert gave him this lead about a job here in Vegas at a pharmacy, right? And so Joey decided to apply and get this. He got the job. Give it up for Joey. Isn't that awesome? Yeah. <clears throat> and so on the first day there at the pharmacy, the owner of the drugstore, he walks in and he finds this guy. He's leaning against the wall and he's just going, oh, he's just moaning. He's just having a hard time. And and so he says to Joey, he says, Joey, hey, what, what's wrong with that guy over there uh, against the wall? And Joey said, well, he came in here this morning to get something for his cough, but uh, I couldn't find the cough syrup, so I gave him an entire bottle of laxatives. And so the owner screams at Joey and says, you goober, you can't treat a cough with a bottle of laxatives? And Joey says, well, sure you can. Look at him. He's afraid to cough. Turn to somebody and say, bad intern, bad intern. Okay, that is not cool, man. But folks, believe it or not, did you know Joey is not the only one making bad decisions, uh, creating havoc in the people's lives, okay? Uh, believe it or not, our planet's doing the same thing, okay? And here's their bad decision we've been seeing. They're laughing, they're mocking, they're scoffing, they're doubting the news that Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back. Okay, and it's producing some pretty disruptive results. Okay, why? Because it's headed towards the seven-year tribulation, and the Bible is very clear: the seven-year tribulation is not a joke. It is an outpouring of God's wrath on this wicked and rebellious planet. Jesus said it's the worst time in the history of mankind. So horrible that unless God shortened it to seven years only, the entire human race would be destroyed. How many guys would say that's pretty bad? Okay, but praise God, God's not just a God of wrath, he's a God of love as well. And because he loves you and I, he loves us, his creation, he gives us so many warning signs in advance so we wouldn't be caught off guard, so we would know when the tribulation was getting near, and therefore the rapture of the church uh, even closer than that. So in order to keep you and I from experiencing the ultimate bad day of being left behind, even worse than Joey giving you medicine, uh, we're going to continue, that's right, in our study, the final countdown update. Now, we've already seen the first 11 studies on the final countdown study. That was the Jewish people, the Antichrist, modern technology, worldwide upheaval, the rise of falsehood, the rise of wickedness, the rise of apostasy, then the rise of a one-world religion, a one-world government, a one-world economy, and the last two times was the rise of a mark of the beast. Okay, and what we saw, God predicted nearly 2,000 years ago that when you see all the nations on the planet, the world promoting some sort of marking system specifically to put people, uh, put into their bodies that will specifically link them to this global matrix system that specifically controls all the buying and selling. When you see that on the planet, guess what? Like it, lump it, leave it or not, you're living in the last days. And we saw there's proof for it. It's happening as we speak. It's not coming it's already being put into place. We saw that with the universal matrix system, the universal ID system, the universal marking system, and last time, the universal biometric system, where right now, out of security measures, okay, people are being encouraged of all things to get connected to this matrix system with a body part. And it's not just for identity purposes. This connection with a body part allows them to also not just ID themselves, but to buy and sell, to make purchases, uh, as we saw there. And it's specifically starting to come down to two specific areas in the body, and that happens to be the right hand and the forehead. This isn't coming. 
This isn't 50 years down the road. It's being put into play right now. This is how close we are, okay? But that's not all. The fifth way people are being deceived into receiving the mark of the beast right now as we speak, folks, is what I call the propaganda proof. Okay, the propaganda proof. They're warming us up to the idea, and it's been going on for quite some time. And it's common sense, I think, because just like we saw, they've been using for years and years and years, you and I, to get uh, open to the idea to surrender our freedoms to some sort of horrible totalitarian uh, universal global society and pushing this one world uh, government on us, a one world economy and a one world religion. So it is, folks, when it comes to this issue, yes, even the mark of the beast. They're using propaganda to get the job done on a global scale. They are promoting people to receive microchip implants and specifically ones that will allow them to buy and sell right now. And yet here's the irony, like what Ron was saying. People are skeptical. I mean, this is all over the place. We're going to see it today. And they still have the audacity, even with all this proof, this is exactly what they're up to. They're using propaganda to get people to receive, ultimately, the mark of the beast. People will still say this, oh, come on, there's no proof. You're just some wacko, right? There's no evidence. You're just trying to scare me. There is no proof that this is going on. I need to have more evidence. And believe it or not, folks, this is interesting. Talk about being repeated. It was the same skepticism, the same hip, uh, hypocritical behavior that Jesus confronted at his first coming. Tons of evidence right in their face. Here he is, the Messiah. And nope, nope, we need more proof. Don't take my word for it. Let's listen to God. So open the Bibles to Luke chapter 12. And let's see what Jesus did to the people at his first coming and how he confronted this attitude. No, no, no. You're just trying to freak us out. You're just trying to scare us. There's no proof. There's no proof of your coming. Okay? Luke chapter 12. And we're going to read verses 54 through 56. And let's take a look at what Jesus says to these people. Interpreting the times. Okay? Interpreting the times. Now, we've seen as you turn there, we've seen so many different times. Okay? We don't know the exact day nor the hour, right? But God gives us a heads up. He gives us so many signs so we can interpret the times that at least, bare minimum, it's getting close, right? So we can get motivated, right? Or if a person's not saved, you better get saved before it's too late, right? So listen to what Jesus says to these people who had the audacity to scoff and say, well, there's just, I need more proof, okay? And he gives them an analogy. It's really cool. It's a stinger, too. Here's what he says. Interpreting the times, verse 54, he says, he said to the crowd, Jesus, he said, when you see a cloud rising in the west... Immediately you say, hey, it's going to rain. And what? And it does. And then he says, and then when you see the south wind uh, blows, and you, you say, hey, it's going to be hot. And it what? It is. And what's Jesus say? You hypocrites. You've got to be kidding me. That's the Crone translation. Are you serious? Really? You hypocrites? He says, you know how to interpret the appearance of the earth and the sky. How is it that you don't know how to interpret this present time? Right? And so just in short, right there, Jesus, in the context of what's going on here, he is basically telling these people at his first coming, he says, excuse me, here I am, the Messiah. I'm standing right in the midst of you. Okay, in the context, I've already done all these miracles right in front of your eyes. You can't deny it. I've demonstrated time and time and time and time and time and time again that I am the Messiah. I have fulfilled tons and tons of Old Testament prophecies, specifically that I am the Messiah. I verified that. And then you still have the audacity to say, I, I, I don't get it. I can't come to the conclusion that you're the Messiah. You have the audacity to say you need more proof? And what does Jesus say to these people? You guys are a bunch of hypocrites. And then he lays it on the line. He gives them this great analogy. He says, listen, come on, this is common sense. Are you, are you serious? 
You actually think I'm going to believe that? You need more proof? He says, you don't even need that much information to make a decision about the weather, right? And he says that. He says, you don't need a TV weather guy, in essence. You don't need a Doppler radar. You don't need uh, Channel 8 News as cool as they are. Sonia, wherever you're at. Okay, and you don't even need satellites. He says, you look over there at the sky, by the way, with minimal evidence. Oh, hey, look. How many guys got up today and said, hey, look, there's, there's no clouds in the sky. And the sun is out and shining. And you came to the instant confident conclusion here in Vegas anyway, it's going to be a sunny day today. Right? And how many guys appreciate that from what's going on, on the East Coast? Woo-wee, wow, right? Right? You didn't have to watch the weather to figure that out. And that's what Jesus said. He says, and then you, you look at it and you say, hey, uh, there's a scorching wind. And you say, whoa, it's going to be hot. Right? And, and that's what he says. You, you do this without even thinking about it. And you're right because it's common sense. And that's just minimal evidence. And yet I'm standing right before you as the Messiah. And I've done all these miracles. I'm giving you sign after sign after sign after sign. And you have the audacity to stand in front of me and say, oh, I, I need more. I can't come to this conclusion. Excuse me? In essence, what I believe Jesus, I think it's common sense, is telling these people at his first coming, he's saying that your real problem, first of all, you can't fool God. Anybody learn that one? Hello? Okay. Their real problem is not a lack of information. It's they didn't want to get it. And so Jesus says, you're being a hypocrite. I see right through that. Now, here's my point in bringing this passage up. It is my contention, folks, that history is being repeated. As it was in the first coming, so it is in the second coming. It's being repeated today. People today, what? When you and I talk about these signs that we're living in the last days, I'm not making it up. We're just going through the scripture, right? About the second coming of Jesus Christ. What is their society to do? Dare I say, what do some people in the American church do? They laugh. They scoff. They mock. You guys are a bunch of wackos. You're not one of those churches, are you? You're just trying to scare me. There's not enough proof. There's, we, 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 there's no way that there's any signs. That you, excuse me? Are you serious? After all we've been through, how much more information does God got to tell us? How many ways and how many different means does he have to let us know that we're living in the last days? Jesus Christ is getting ready to come back, and you better get ready. And I'm telling you, one of the biggest signs that is so obvious you need, that he's coming back is this sign with the mark of the beast. The mark of the beast, okay? They are using propaganda and have been for years to get us warmed up to receiving this, and yet people still have the audacity to say, oh no, you're being an alarmist, okay? And we're going to take a look at that propaganda today. The first way that they're using propaganda to get in you and I to receive the mark of the beast, okay, is in the media, okay? Turn to somebody and say, shocker, okay, okay? And folks, I'm telling you, uh, this, the enemy, uh, Mr. Tozier brought this out a couple weeks in Sunday school, the enemy will actually show you his hand of what he's doing and his plans if you just see it with your eyes. And one of the ways that they don't hide this, folks, it's all over the media, okay? They'll tell you what they're doing, but see, that's the problem. People don't want to receive it, right? And so let's take a look just real quick of how long they have been preparing us to receive the mark of the beast in the media. It's blunt if you would just see it. Let's take a look. With technology changing so rapidly, it's hard to imagine what will be commonplace a decade from now. We asked a group of forward thinkers to give us their technology forecast in today's Welcome to the Future.
instead of carrying credit cards or money, we will probably be implanted with chips that serve as our credit card and debit card. And that, you know, when we check out at the grocery store, we'll be swiping our own arm over the scanner. And that will be something we feel we can't live without. While you were sleeping, everyone in the city was installed code. It was a brilliant idea by Dr. Cocteau that an organically bioengineered microchip be sewn into the skin. Sensors all over the city can zero in on anyone at any time. I can't even conceive a visual of what you police officers did before it was developed. What do you think you're scratching, caveman? You really think we'd let you go without control? Actually, it's an RFID chip. Radio frequency identification. Like they put in dogs. It's the same basic technology. In the future, chips will be equipped with GPS. But for now, they simply carry a 16-digit number unique to each client. How much private information can you put in these chips? The applications are unlimited. In the future, we'll be able to track children, the elderly, criminals, immigrants. Welcome to the New World Order. One of the top shows on television today is the new CBS series, Intelligence, about a government agent who has a neural interface or a computer implanted into his brain so that he can connect wirelessly to the Internet, making him a transhumanist super soldier. Do I need to point out that CBS's logo is an all-seeing eye? <laughs> Back in the 1980s, animals started being injected with unique RFID chips to help track and identify farm animals and find lost pets. Ian Gillespie is a digital science researcher and describes the human microchip as the ultimate app. It's a sexy, new piece of technology which could allow us to activate devices like phones and tablets, lights, doors, computers and even vehicles with just a wave of our hands. This procedure is being done at implantation stations, which are microchip stalls that can be found at technology festivals. Because implantation is like having a routine vaccination and gives us speedy access to our apps and devices, we could be living in a world where governments won't even have to make tracking chips mandatory. People will be itching to get their chip installed just so they can shop and communicate quicker. This cashless, cardless utopia might sound like the idyllic digital world that we're all after. The president put in a lot of money in the stimulus package to advance medical records so that if you have the chip, you can carry the records with you. They can stick it in a computer. They can know all your situations. The United Kingdom's information commissioner claims that in 2017, consumers will be cashless shoppers. A microchip holding personal bank account and credit card information will be implanted into the body, connecting to a database that will know who they are, where they live, what they like, and what they don't like. Shoppers will have their hand scanned, not their credit card. Oh, come on. You want to get a bunch of wackos? There is no evidence that Jesus Christ is coming back. All this prophecy stuff, it's got to be at least 50 years from now. There's no, you're being a conspiracy. You're trying to scare me, John. Wait a second. You got up this morning. You saw that the sun was out, no clouds, and you came to the instant confident conclusion, it's going to be nice in Vegas again. And you know what? You're right. But you see all this in the media, and it's been out there for year after year after year. And you still have the audacity to say, you're just trying to scare me, there's no proof. What would Jesus say to people like that today? You're being a hypocrite. And you might be thinking, well, okay, that's one thing, Pastor Billy, that they're promoting this, but there's nobody going to be falling for this. Excuse me? There's two things at play that's happening right now that people are warming up to this. Number one is we just saw the propaganda. The second problem is the church today is not... Uh, teaching on prophecy, so we're not countering the media propaganda, and so the younger generation now growing up, they think this is the greatest thing since sliced bread. 
Here's the opinion of getting a microchip implant from the up-and-coming generation. Let's, you tell me if the media is not working. Let's take a look. Hi there. My name is Emil Grafstra. I'm the founder of Dangerous Things, and I'm a double RFID implantee. I first got my first implant in my left hand in 2005, and since then I've been working on different technologies, and now I have uh, developed the XNT fully NFC Type 2 compliant RFID implant tag. The primary use is uh, to be able to program a tag with a, a URL or information you want to share. I use my implants to get access to my house, so I use it for access control solutions. I get into my back door every day after I get home. I use it to get access to my car, so I can unlock my car and get in. Uh, I can also use it to log into the computer. Yeah, media's had no effect on that guy. It was just his own little world run that he came up with that idea. And now he's turned it into a business for other people. And Lord willing, you want to be here for next week. One of the reasons why this is catching on, because one of the biggest rage right now is not only with tattoos, it's with uh, body piercings. And those in that crowd, guess what they're pushing? And guess what his dangerous things company does, right? Because you're always trying to stretch the envelope. Oh, oh by the way, uh, the same technology not only unlocks his car and does all that stuff in his house and security, it buys and sells, okay? Is where, what he's seeing there, okay? But, but he's not the only one. Listen to this. Here is the latest trend. The church has been silent on this to counter this. The media has been using propaganda for years and years. And listen to this recent article, Why I Want a Microchip Implant. Secular article. Here's what it says. If we just adopted such technology, our lives would be so much better. Ultimately, implanted chips offer a way to make your physical body readable for ATMs. You never lose them. Therefore, you're never cut off from your bank account, your gym, your ride home, your proof of ID, and much, much more. An implanted microchip could act as, listen to their words, universal identity token to traverse through the world. You know what the Bible calls that? The mark of the beast. Without the mark of the beast, you will not be able to traverse through the world. You will not be able to buy and sell. But hey, aren't you guys glad? No signs that Jesus is coming back. You're just trying to scare me, Jim. Knock it off. What? But that's not all, folks. The second way they're using propaganda to get people conditioned to receive the actual mark of the beast uh, during the seven-year tribulation is this realm. And you need to pay attention with this one, the medical industry. Turn to somebody and say, aren't you so glad the government took over health care? Ready, go. It was too long, Pastor Billy. I forgot what you said. <laughs> right? right? Aren't you glad? Woo! And this is awesome, huh? I'm telling you, folks, another huge area that they're using to get people conditioned to receive a microchip implant is in the medical industry, okay? And just like in the media, it's being sold as a panacea. If we all would just get microchip implants, it's not just convenient. Why? It would be such an incredible... We could create our own modern utopia with microchip implants. Medical industry is promoting this in a multitude of areas. And the first so-called health benefit... If you would just get a microchip implant, as believe it or not, folks, it will help you lose weight. Huh? Isn't that the big concern nowadays? And isn't that the concern that's always before us with all these obesity shows and this, that, and reality this? And I wonder why they're promoting that. Are they expecting some sort of solution to come along to fix it all? Yeah, it's called a microchip implant. Forget those diet pills. Huh? Forget all those uh, diet plans. If you would just get a microchip implant, you could lose that weight. I'm not making this up. Check this out. 
Swiss scientists say they may have found a way to help people lose weight by implanting a computer chip into their arms. Researchers are developing the device, which can scan the blood for fat and other things. When an obese person eats too much, it will release hormones that suppress hunger. Well, they say it will stop releasing those hormones once the person reaches a healthy weight. According to the CDC, 78 million adults in the United States suffer with obesity. That's 34%, while 17% of children suffer with the disease. Oh, well, that's what we got to do. We got to do for the kids, right? I mean, this is an epidemic, right? I mean, haven't you guys seen those reality shows and all this, and it's obese this and that, and the biggest loser, and that? there's a crisis on our hands, and we got to fix it, and these, the, the, the diets ain't working, the books ain't working. We try to warn people with these reality shows, and it keeps going on. And on. I, Hey, what if we all got these microchip implants? And that way we'd make sure to solve this crisis. It might smell a rat. <laughs> it's like a setup. Excuse me. Now, me personally, I'll stick to uh, Ruffles. Those are great chips. You know, they're good for dipping, especially if you get the thick ones. Yeah, but seriously, excuse me. Well, that's right. Hey, maybe your problem isn't losing weight. You know, when you get older, this thing starts to happen. You start losing your memory. I'll say that again, John. You start losing your memory. <laughs> You're going to get me. <laughs> right? Well, believe it or not, they got a chip for that, and unfortunately, it's not a Ruffles or Doritos. The second so-called health benefit in the medical industry, they're really promoting this now. If you would just get a microchip implant, you know what? It's going to monitor your loved one. Huh? You know that, that one that has Alzheimer's? And you think, well, that's kind of invasive. Put a chip in Hey, listen, they got Alzheimer's, they say. Who cares? They don't know, right? And, and you know, if we put a chip inside these people... I mean, we can keep track of them. We can keep them safe. We can make sure they're taking their medicine on time. And you, that's right, you wouldn't have to be inconvenienced is all. And it isn't just coming. It's already here. And it's not already here. People, quote, are lining up to get them. Watch this. Five million Americans are currently living with Alzheimer's. Five million with an enormous, enormous amount of concern for family members about keeping their loved ones safe throughout the illness. Now, we told you before about a high-tech microchip that could be implanted in the arm. Uh, critical medical details could be accessed, and people wonder if eventually this could lead to tracking the people. Well, it isn't without controversy, and ABC's John Berman is here to tell us that people are now ready and lining up. Yeah, that's right, Diane. Good morning. One of the greatest fears for those caring for someone with Alzheimer's is that their loved one will get lost, show up at a hospital, and no one will know who they are or what's wrong with them. And we have reported on this tiny new microchip that might be able to help. Well, now for the first time with great, great controversy, patients are lining up to get them. The Verichip is the size of a grain of rice. It has a 16-digit identification number, which gets scanned at a hospital. When the number is put into a database, it can provide crucial medical information. If you get lost, we can find you, and also if you ever have any medical problems, we'll be able to get some information about you. Okay. It's the latest type of high-tech gear used to care for the elderly. It's the same technology used to track wayward pets. Oh, I get it. Mario, do you see the connection there? You just kind of warm it up like a frog in a pot. I mean, first of all, it used to be optional that you can get a microchip implant for your pet. Remember that? Have you noticed where it's going now? It's becoming mandatory. But hey, first of all, you know, it's, it's good for getting your pets with the chip. And hey, why, why don't we, you might as well start doing it for the elderly, especially with Alzheimer's, who also go stray. Anybody see any connection? 
warming you up to the idea, okay? But hey, if these microchips are good for uh, finding Fido and, and your loved one who has Alzheimer's when they get older, um, what about maybe controlling some of the parameters of those who are younger? The other end of the spectrum. You know, like who gets to have kids or not? Believe it or not, the medical industry is promoting not just a microchip implant as a birth control. Listen to this. It's a remote control birth control. Somebody else controls it outside of you, making that decision for you. Watch this. This really could be a birth control revolution. Local researchers are working on a microchip that could control a woman's hormones with help from a remote control. Dr. Malika Marshall joins us now with details. Sounds crazy, right? A remote control? Well, a biomedical technology company teamed up with MIT. Right now, they're testing a contraceptive with wireless capabilities, and it could prevent pregnancy for up to 16 years. This kind of technology could have a, a, a major effect and revolutionize various aspects of medicine, including birth control. Some experts point out that women already have implantable birth control options like the IUD. Researchers are now working on the remote to make sure it can't be hacked. Yeah, yeah, that'd be another crisis waiting to happen. Can you imagine that? Some some guy hacking into all the birth control implants around the world. I mean, he can control the population. Speaking of which, do you know who's promoting these microchip implant remote control birth control pills? Do the research and you'll see that it's Bill and Linda Gates Foundation, who, if you've been tracking with us, openly are for population control. But as you saw, it's, you know, it's just kind of like, you know, first chip, Fido, then the elderly. And, and, uh, but first, hey, get, get ladies used to the short-term implants. And then maybe later they'd be open to these longer-term ones that last for 16 years. And it happens to be remote control. But don't worry. The medical industry is here for you good. Wow. Turn to somebody, and if you can remember all this, aren't you glad the government took over the health care? Because aren't you glad they would never mandate a chip to fix all these things? Yeah, if you believe that, Tom and I will be back there selling Swampland again this week. We're doing good. How much have we got so far, Tom? Anyway, let's move on. The fourth so-called health benefit the medical industry is pushing to get a microchip implant is it's going to monitor your disease. Oh, what a society we could... Folks, if, I mean, think about it. This is, this is awesome. This is truly the panacea for all of our ills, the betterment of society. If these microchip implants are good for losing weight, finding Fido, tracking your loved one with Alzheimer's when they get older, and hey, getting rid of those unwanted kids, we are headed for judgment. God is the one who's in charge of life. And who in the world are we to take life to the tune just here in America, 57 million children. And you wonder why the seven-year tribulation lasts for so long, okay? But hey, you know, if it gets rid of these so-called, what society would call unwanted kids, then what, Marla, do you think maybe they could, they could find unwanted diseases? Yeah. They actually, I kid you not, have come out with now a microchip that can actually <laughs> sniff out diseases. Wouldn't it be awesome? No more wondering. Let's take a look at this next technology. With the help of scientists, we're suddenly catching up with our four-legged friends here. An extraordinary sensor has been developed to help us humans sniff the air around us. 
for anything dangerous, including disease. We have invented a microchip to detect chemicals in the air. It's essentially a microchip with a sense of smell. Combining expertise in chemistry, electronics and nanotechnology, the microchip has been developed at a research lab in Cambridge. Their technology is already used by BP and Shell and in the food industry by Coca-Cola and Nestle for the next big market, healthcare. They hope it could help detect disease. There have already been a number of research papers published suggesting we can do these sorts of things, detection of cancer, detection of tuberculosis, detection of asthma, for instance. Wow. And how many of you guys wouldn't love to be forewarned if you had one of those diseases? I mean, talking about awesome. Oh, by the way, you need to understand that they're not just talking about a microchip implant that you might have in yourself to smell the diseases. They're talking about the ability to read these uh, implants and have these, if you will, sniffers even out in the public, like if you're in the store or whatever. And so what they're actually envisioning is there could be a time that you're just walking along, right? And all of a sudden you walk into your workplace, alarm goes off, John, we smell cancer on you. John, it smells like it's terminal. John, you need to report to your nearest hospital. And we need to talk about end-of-life care. Can you, this, is, this is what they're envisioning. Because they can sniff out disease. And we all know that computers and the medical industry, with all due respect, never makes a misdiagnosis. Talk about another tool to get rid of anybody just like that. We smell a disease on you. Come on in, we'll put you out of your misery. Chips don't lie. Folks, this is not 50 years down the road. It's being implemented now, okay? But that's still all. The fifth so-called benefit that the health industry says, man, if you just get a microchip implant, is you know what? It will help monitor your brain. Believe it or not, folks, they don't want just chips in your arms. They don't want them just in your hands. They want chips they're promoting in your head. And they say it wouldn't just, uh, you know, better your health, but if you let us put a chip in your head, we could actually, quote, restore your health. We could actually create what a society this is, right? If you can get rid of diseases, okay, what are you going to do about those who, who are impaired or who have paralysis? I mean, how, how's a microchip going to help them? Well, you let us put that chip in your head, you could walk again. Watch this. There's an old expression for overcoming less than desirable situations, mind over matter. And for 23-year-old quadriplegic Ian Burkhart, that's exactly what had to be done. Burkhart became paralyzed after a 2010 diving accident, but now Ohio State University Wexner Medical Center has just had a breakthrough discovery that may help many quadriplegics across the globe. They were able to get Ian Burkhart to move his hand with the power of thought. Doctors, neuroscientists, and engineers from Battelle were able to implement cutting-edge technology by installing a chip directly into Ian's brain. The signals are then taken from the chip and bypass the injury in the spinal cord, linking the signals directly to the muscles in the arm. How many times have I said, I'm not going to say that, say the Lord. When you do look at the research and you're available with this technology and what they're doing with all these microchip implants, I really think that term, if you don't take this mark in your right hand or your forehead, it says there in the text, you will not be able to buy and sell. 
I think that term buy and sell is a loaded statement. Can you imagine you put all this together? And this is just the medical industry. There's a lot more going on. It isn't just buying and selling, but can you imagine the selling point of the Antichrist when he approaches people? Don't you realize that, listen, I'm not only going to shut you out of the system, don't you realize you're, if you take this mark, you could walk again. You'll never worry about your loved one. We'll keep track of you. We'll sniff out your diseases. We'll create a utopia if you would just take this mark. Yeah, it's buy and sell, but maybe it's a whole lot more. But I don't know about you guys. Good, good thing there's no sign Jesus coming back. <laughs> I need more proof. How about you guys? You got up this morning. Yeah, me too. You saw the sun in the sky. There's no clouds. You instantly came to the logical conclusion, hey, it's going to be nice in Vegas, and you're right. But you would actually sit there and say, I need more proof. We're living in the last days. What would Jesus say to people like that? You're being a hypocrite. Maybe it's because you don't want me to come back. Maybe it's because you really love this world and the things of this world, and the love of the Father's not in you. Ooh. Wow. Let's move on. The third way they're using propaganda uh, to get people used to this idea, get a microchip implant. It's the greatest thing since sliced bread is, believe it or not, with your employment. What? Are you serious? Yeah. Folks, believe it or not, again, the Bible is clear. Ultimately, this choice, right now it's being sold as a convenience. It's voluntary. They're encouraging it. This choice to get this uh, mark of the beast technology implanted in you, uh, ultimately, it's going to be taken away. Right now, it's voluntarily, but one day, you're going to be forced to do it anyway. And again, let's take a look at that passage. Revelation 13 clearly talks about this. Verse 12, 14, 15, 16, and 17 says this. He made the earth and its inhabitants worship the first beast, whose fatal wound had been healed. He ordered them to set up an image and honor the beast who was wounded by the sword and yet lived. He caused all who refused to worship the image to be killed. And he also forced everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to receive a mark on his right hand or on his forehead. Why? So that no one could buy or sell unless he had the mark. Now, we've seen that several times, many times before, but the Bible is very clear. It's not just that the mark of the beast system is coming. It's not going to be implemented during the seven-year tribulation, but it's going to eventually, you're going to lose the option to opt out under the penalty of death, okay? And believe it or not, this ability to not, no longer to be able to opt out of this, that's being taken away. We have progressed so far, folks. It's not just the media is promoting this, the medical industry promoting this. We're now into the second stage. Now it's becoming mandatory. Now, we already saw before in our study that they're already starting to force soldiers to go along with this, prisoners to go along with this, sex offenders to go along with this, dignitaries around the world to go along with this, police officers to go along with this. But now they're really starting to promote it heavily in your workplace. You might need to get one pretty soon if you want to keep your job. Watch this. This just came out. What was this, Diane? A couple weeks ago? You sent this to me? This just happened. Watch this. Well, whether it's for getting on a bus or getting into the office, office, many of us these days are used to swiping an electronic card. But how would you feel if the microchip wasn't in the car but in your hand instead? Not holding in your hand. Under, under the, the skin. skin. Under the skin. Well, one company in Sweden is doing just that. It offers its staff the chance to have the chip inserted. Our technology correspondent, Rory Kathleen Jones, has been finding out how it works. Stockholm and a nondescript building has been converted into a high-tech office space. But look under the skin to find something really futuristic. Felicio da Costa doesn't need a pass to get in. 
Then it's another swipe of his hand for access to his office. What's going on? I've got the ship implant. So uh, that's why the doors let me in. Where's the chip? The chip is right, right inside here. The new offices will soon host a shifting population of 700 entrepreneurs and employees, and they'll all be offered the chance to get chipped. I've just been chipped myself. Uh, it's not a painless process, but it doesn't last too long, not too difficult. Minor surgical procedure, which basically involves uh, a little chip the size of, I suppose, of a grain of rice being inserted under your skin uh, and you can then go off and have it programmed and then do various things inside the building. Let's go and have a look. The new offices will allow them to use the photocopiers and eventually to log on to computers or pay for food in the cafe. Hi Hannes, uh, can I get your contacts? The man behind the scheme whose business card can be accessed via his chip says the aim is to learn lessons. We want to be able to understand this technology before big corporates and big governments come to us and say, hey, everyone should get chipped, the, the tax, uh, tax authority chip or the, the Google chip or Facebook chip. Say what? How's that for a rationale? Well, we're getting used to this now because it's only a matter of time before the government says you've got to take one anyway, or Google or Facebook or all three or whatever. What? That, that, that means... It's going to be mandated one day, even in your workplace. First the pets, got used to that. That was an option, but the option was taken away. Now it's for your workplace. Hey, but maybe it'll be non-optional one day. He actually said that was his mouth. Now, if you don't think that this is a trend, and that's just a nice lady. Oh, by the way, where, where was that taken at? Anybody, anybody pay attention to that? That was in Sweden. Now, if you've been here the last few weeks, we saw how Sweden just happens to be a whole country that is about that close to going cashless. And then if you're here last week, we saw that Sweden just came out with a new hand payment, uh, payment system called Quickster. And now Sweden is promoting these in the workplace. Anybody seen a connection there? You, you, you see the sun out today and there's no, what? Excuse me? And you still need more proof. Oh, by the way, this isn't the only trend that it's becoming non-optional. As he forewarned, the government soon is probably going to say it. But listen to this. Okay, speaking of Australia, this is wild. One guy down there, a liberal candidate, is proposing to, quote, microchip suspects by sniper rifle. Sorry, Jewel. Got to share this. Uh, Ray King is proposing a radical new policing system in which criminal suspects would be injected with satellite tracking microchips shot from a high-powered sniper rifle to, quote, improve productivity in the Australian police force. He said, quote, what I propose and will endeavor to convince others of is the implementation of microchip technology similar to that being used to control animals, but to put criminals behind bars. So if you're a bad person... We're going to shoot you with the microchip implant to keep track of you. What? Oh, but listen, they're also advocating, quote, the government should use microchips to deny births to the unworthy. Well, who gets to define that? One guy said this, the idea first crossed my mind when I heard a nurse say, with 10,000 kids dying every day around the world from starvation, you'd think we'd put birth control in the water. And he said, that gave me an idea to start creating parental licenses. 
The process, he said, would be just like obtaining a driver's license. Parents would have to pass a series of basic tests to give them the green light to get pregnant or to raise children. And those applicants who were deemed unworthy, like who? He mentions the homeless, criminals. What if we became a criminal for just being a Christian? Homeless criminals or those in poverty would not be allowed to have kids until they can demonstrate they were suitable parents. You're saying, well, it's one thing for a guy to think that. Well, how are you going to enforce this? It's like somebody's following the script. Listen to what he said. He said he's found new hope to pull this off with a new contraceptive technology funded by Bill and Linda Gates Foundation, the remote-controlled injectable microchip implant that could sterilize people up to 16 years. Wow. But I'm sure that's a quinkity. Oh, speaking of which, uh, speaking of Bill Gates, did you know there's also talk of maybe putting these babies in vaccines? And isn't that a hot topic right now with that measles thing? Interesting. And, and did you notice that it's progressed so far that you used to be able to opt out for religious beliefs? Did you notice a bill that's being pushed in California right now to say, forget that? We'll make you take it anyway. But listen to this, Bill Gates... Uh, vaccines listen in recent years vaccines are being combined now with nanobots oh isn't that nice that would manipulate cells as well as release biological and chemical components to permeate every area of the body including the placenta so now you're going to sneak nanobots inside the vaccines interesting can anybody guess who is now pushing not just vaccines but nano vaccines bill and linda gates foundation interesting unless you think that there might not be some nefarious plans you need to pay attention you won't hear about it in the news here in the united states go outside the united states right now india is holding bill gates accountable for vaccine crimes the indian supreme court has brought a lawsuit against the bill and melinda gates foundation for multiple deaths and illnesses from their vaccines and in many cases administered without parental knowledge and other countries like Pakistan are now blaming him for the deaths of at least 10,000 children caused by vaccines. I thought they were supposed to help. Not what, what kind of a freaky future are we headed for? Oh, it's optional now. But one day, you're going to have to get this thing whether you like it or not. One guy shares this. He said, hey, it's only a matter of time before human embedded microchips achieve widespread acceptance. Your initial reaction to this idea might be one of disbelief. There's no way society would accept such a device. Why would anyone want an implant in their body? He says, but consider where we are right now. For decades, Americans rejected the notion of ever submitting to being tracked and recorded, right? He says, yet just about every American right now carries a cell phone and embedded in every phone is a microchip that tracks your every movement. He said, and eventually this new technology, this is a secular article. Listen, listen. Even the lost sees the signs and comes with a minimal amount of information to the logical conclusion we're headed towards a mark of the beast that will be mandated. The lost. And yet people would say, oh no, there's... Listen to what he says. And eventually, this new technology will be non-voluntary. They're coming to the conclusion. He said, to gain access to official services, you'll need to be a verified human. <laughs> and without this verification, you will not be able to purchase a six-pack of beer, let alone get medical care, or even a driver's license. 
And one day, this kind of technology will likely be so pervasive that you won't be able to open a bank account, secular article, a credit card, or even buy anything, listen to this, without either having your hand or your face scanned first. Whether we like it, he says, or not, this is our future. So here's a secular guy dealing with the information around him, coming to this conclusion. And you would still have people have the audacity to say, you're just trying to freak me out. You're just an alarmist. What are you, one of those wacky people? What are you, a conspiracy theorist? Excuse me, what would Jesus say to those kind of people? Stop being a hypocrite. How much more information do I need to give you before you realize we're living the last days? And this is why Jesus said, when these things begin to take place, and they are, folks, okay, you need to stand up, lift up your heads because your redemption draws near. Oh, can I tell you something? Did you know that Jesus coming back is not bad news? Okay? If you love him. But if you love this world, you don't want him to come back. And that's not a good place to be. But if you're here today and you're not a Christian, I beg you, please, how many more signs has God got to give you? Right? We're living the last days, and we are headed for the seven-year tribulation. And even if somehow, as we saw before, you could somehow survive the whole seven-year tribulation, the Bible's very clear at the end there's going to be an angel harvest, and they're going to swoop you up and throw you straight into hell. Either way, it's not good, really not good, but the good news is there is a prescription. Don't listen to Joey. The prescription is the cross of Jesus Christ. Take the way out now before it's too late. How much more information do you need? Amen? Let's pray. Well, hi, this is Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and Get a Life Ministries, and I hope you enjoyed today's study. But in closing, before you go, let me ask you one final question. If you were to die today, are you sure that you go to heaven and not hell? You see, here's the problem. The Bible says that nobody automatically gets to go to heaven, and that's because God is holy and we are not. The Bible says that the wages of our sin or our unholiness or the wrong things that we have done have separated us from God. And the wages of our sin or unholiness uh, means that we deserve to die and receive God's judgment to go to hell and not heaven. In other words, we're disqualified for heaven. And that's because God being holy and us being not, the two cannot mix. So what are we going to do? Well, that's bad enough. The other problem is we don't even want to admit this dilemma, even though God already knows it all. And so out of love, God gave us something called the Ten Commandments to show us that we're really disqualified for heaven. We're not holy. We're not perfect like him. Uh, let's take a, a look at just a few of those uh, here today. Uh, the Bible says, the Ten Commandments says, you shall not bear false witness. That means lying. How many of you have ever told a lie before? Well, those of you who didn't raise your hand, you just did. Okay, let's be honest, folks. Let's not tell another lie. We've all lied. Well, believe it or not, that disqualifies you for heaven. That's how holy God is. He is the truth. He does not lie. And so that makes us a liar. Another of the Ten Commandments says you shall not steal. Okay, how many have ever taken anything without permission? Well, all of our hands should have went up at that one. Uh, we've already said we're a bunch of liars. Okay, well, we've all done that. And it doesn't have to be a bank. Uh, it could be a pencil in the third grade. Uh, that means that we're a thief, okay? The Bible says that God is so holy, even his name is holy. And that's why one of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not use the Lord's name 
in vain. Hey folks, isn't it ironic how uh, now the blessed name of Jesus Christ, the Bible says there's no other name under heaven by which men might be saved, Jesus Christ, has now become a cuss word? Folks, the Bible says that's the sin of blasphemy. Okay, and folks, let's be honest. We've used God's name in vain uh, before. The Bible also says in the Ten Commandments, you shall not commit adultery. And Jesus takes the standard even higher. He says, listen, it's not just physical adultery. He says, surely I tell you that if you look at another person with lust in your eye, you've committed adultery in your heart. God looks at the heart. One more out of the Ten Commandments says, you shall not murder. And you might say, well, hey, I haven't done that one. Really? The Bible says that the sin of hatred is akin to the sin of murder. You, in other words, in your heart, wish they were dead. You pulled the trigger, if you will, in your own heart. And the Bible says God sees that, and it's just as bad. He knows the mind. He knows the heart, the thoughts, and the intents that we have. Folks, that's just five out of the Ten Commandments. How are you doing? Not very well. None of us can keep them. They're God's x-ray to show us that we're disqualified. And so when, not if, your time comes, because we're all marching towards the grave at different speeds, you're going to have to stand before God, and you're going to have to uh, say who you really are. He already knows. Hey, God, let me into heaven. Uh, I'm, I'm a liar. I'm a thief. I'm a blasphemer, adulterer, and a murderer. Folks, the Bible is clear. Such people as these will not inherit the kingdom of heaven. That's the problem. Here's the good news. God so loved the world that he sent his one and only begotten son, Jesus Christ, that whoever believes in him, what he did on the cross, on our behalf, that we will not perish, we will not go to hell, but he will give us the gift of eternal life. Jesus died on the cross to forgive us of all of our sins. It's something that we don't earn, we, we, we can't earn. It's a gift, the Bible calls it, and a gift cannot be earned. He was taking the death penalty in our place. That's what the cross was of the day. And that if we would just ask Jesus Christ to forgive us of our sins and believe that in our heart that God raised him from the grave, showing that his death is satisfactory to God to forgive us of all of our sins, no matter what we've done, the Bible says we shall be saved. Uh, the Apostle Paul says that if we confess with our mouth Jesus is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the grave, we will be saved. Let me give you a common analogy of what God's doing and what he did for us with Jesus dying on the cross on our behalf. Uh, in life, we know that people uh, can be sentenced for a crime uh, to where they're actually on death row. Uh, the courtroom scene has completely finished. The gavel has already sounded. Uh, they are going to jail and they're just awaiting their time before they go to the death penalty. Uh, as they're sitting there in the jail cell, uh, it, it's a proven fact they did what they did. Everybody knows it. They're just waiting for that time for their uh, number to come up, so to speak, and walk down that hall and be executed. Uh, there's nothing they could do to reverse their crime. No amount of good works in that jail cell can reverse what they've done. It's too late. It's over. But believe it or not, there's one way that people even today can get off a death row. And that's if the one in authority, the governor, if he were to, out of mercy and kindness, nothing that the person did, because they don't earn it and they don't deserve it, and they can't earn it. If he would grant them what's called a pardon, out of the kindness of his heart, he has the authority to grant them a pardon and absolve them completely of their crimes uh, against the state. And did you know that there's actually been people that this has happened to, that the governor, out of mercy, has granted them a pardon as a gift, 
And they've gone down to the jail cell and handed that person, extended it through the bars, here, I'm granting you a pardon. If you would just receive it, you can go free right now. And did you know that there's actually been people who've said, no, I don't want your pardon. And so what happened is of their own doing, even though they had a way out, they still had to go to the death penalty. Folks, can I tell you something? That's what God did for us with Jesus dying on the cross. He sent his son to take the death penalty in our place. He, God, has the authority to grant us through Jesus a complete pardon. And every day that you're still alive, God is extending to you spiritually this pardon. But a pardon does you no good unless you reach out and receive it by faith. Won't you do that today? Won't you call upon the name of Jesus Christ? Ask him to forgive you of all of your sins, to trust in his work on the cross, to pardon us from all of our crimes, our sins against God. God loves you. He wants a relationship with you. But there's only one way to heaven. It's Jesus. There's only one way to get off a death row. It's through the cross of Jesus Christ. Won't you do that right now? Well, this has been Pastor Billy Crone of Sunrise Baptist Church and, and Get a Life Ministries. And if there's anything that we can do for you, uh, please don't hesitate uh, to contact us. Uh, our number, our information will uh, come up here on the screen shortly. And uh, uh, if there's anything we could do for you, please don't hesitate to let us know. Uh, thank you for uh, joining us. And uh, remember, I hope to see you in heaven. God bless. Thank you for watching this presentation from Sunrise Baptist Church. If you would like to send us a letter or any other kind of postage, you can reach us at 1780 Betty Lane, Las Vegas, Nevada, 89156. For more information, you can give us a call at 702-452-8599 or email us at bcrone at getalifemedia.com or you can visit our website at www.getalifemedia.com. Billy Crone and this ministry can also be found on Facebook and Twitter. Join us for services at www.sunriselv.com.